Hello and welcome to the T's and C's podcast. My name is Tasha Duffy. And I'm Christine Barnes. We're all guilty of sending podcast length voice notes, so we decided to share them with you. In this week's episode, we have Katie, Luke and Cora from Ungraceful Guide. They join us live from Mexico, so we do hope that the quality of the audio doesn't take away from the amazing conversation we had with these guys. From traveling as a couple to now traveling the world with their beautiful little toddler, Cora, and all the life experience they are given their own lives and Cora's. We started back in 2017. Yeah, it was, was Snapchat days, though. Yeah. We went on a holiday, didn't we? We went on a holiday to Croatia. Yeah. And we were just Snapchatting randomly. And then when we came back and we went back to work, a few people at work, a few people at work were like, that was gas. Like, yeah. that was really enjoyable. I was following your, your holiday on Snapchat. Um, but it's gas because at the time we were planning to leave and we were but nobody knew nobody knew <laughs> and that's when we were like oh, if we do go and like we do actually start traveling we should like set up a little blog and you know snapchat it so we're like we should go under sort of an umbrella so essentially we're social media cavemen he wasn't on social media so i couldn't creep on him okay. oh yeah I didn't even have Facebook. Nothing, nothing. They're the best ones. I found though. your MySpace. Yeah, my MySpace. Your MySpace was still active. <laughs> From when I had the, the fringe. Mm. <laughs> so before yeah, so then, then, before we get into the traveling bit, before you left, like what were you leaving? Was it a big decision to be like, we're going to go traveling? Was it a thing where you were going to go for a couple of months? Or what were you doing before you left here? Yeah, I mean, we were we were just in the typical nine to five. I mean, I was in pretty much a dream job. I was working in marketing and radio, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, but we we took maybe like six weeks off. Um, and went over to Thailand, Thailand and Vietnam. Vietnam yeah. And my bubble was burst. I was like, because I wasn't. I I always said I'd travel, but I was like, oh no, I'll get my career. My plan was like to find a career that would incorporate travel, or to like do the career first and then travel later. That was kind of where I was at. I, I, I never really wanted to travel when I was like young, you know that saying, travel when you're young. I was like, no, I just want to, you know, do the do the kids marriage career and then go traveling and like retire early and travel. I think that was my thing. But then obviously we did the six weeks away yeah. and I just, I came back to Ireland and I was like, like it was just like this dark cloud and I was like, I'm just, oh, everything wow. just went like mono. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this anymore. Like total bubble burst. And for me, it was good afternoon, AIB card services. My name is Luke. How can I help you today? So I was quite happy to get out of there. Do you know what I mean? I was happy out. Absolutely. Oh my God, that's gas. So you make your, how do you plan it? Like, how do you decide this is where we're going to go? What do you do with money? Like, how does it all work? Uh, Do you know what? It was one of those situations where I'm, so I would definitely be a bit more of a like just dive in and figure it out. Mm. Like I've, I've always kind of be that been that kind of person. So I said it to Luke, look, I'm I think I really want to go traveling. And I was like, are you in? Are you in? Are you out? So essentially, I think we uh, we when we decided to to go for it, um, we had spoken to a friend of ours who is uh, a Spanish girl, and she had kind of mentioned the fact that you could make decent money teaching English as a foreign language abroad. That was the, okay. the general plan when we started. We went and we got a CELT qualification to teach English. And our our initial plan was to do like a year on the road and then stop off somewhere, uh, make as much money as we could teaching English and then go back to Ireland and, you know, 
buy a house, settle down, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so we just said we'd save. Like, yeah. Let's just save hardcore. Um, from now, from until, now until we go yeah. and then like have a security net so that when the savings run out we can stop and like work rejuvenate the funds and pretty much like our plan was to, to get some experience teaching just as we traveled and then we yeah. were going to go to like the middle east and do the english as a foreign language yeah. which was like a big draw then you know and there was like big books to be made and at the time um and that was kind of the rough idea of like, we'll go there then, we'll work, we'll get a year contract, we'll live there, we'll just work, 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 um, and then come home, hopefully be in a position to maybe like buy, you know, get a mortgage yeah. and we'll settle down then. Of course, within about two or three weeks on <laughs> the road, well. we were like, yeah, that was a terrible plan. Like, <laughs> There's just so much to see. There's so much yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, in regards to savings and stuff like that, like we didn't have a huge amount of no, money when we took off. No. I think we had six. We left with euros. only six thousand euros. Like wow. um and then <laughs> when halfway into the trip, um there was like a cash injection. So there was like like I was due a bit of a heritage uh, a inheritance. Um and then we got another extra five grand. So then when we got that cash injection, we were like, oh, do we stop? We were always on the red line. Yeah. Always on the red line. Um, but yeah, we just, we just said we'd keep going, but then it was like, it, it got to a situation then where we were like, okay, we don't want to spend money anymore. We just, we're not making money. So like, how do we just stop spending it? So we just turned to like, we start hitchhiking, volunteering, house sitting, like any job anything, that you could anything do. Not, not spend money. Dancing on the street <laughs> with the hat like, out, you know, anything at all. <laughs> we were just like, yeah, sure. So we're like, I'll give you a free sandwich if it, yeah, yeah sure, yeah, 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 I did, don't even finish that sentence, like, we were just <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> we were just like, sure, whatever, let's go for it. And that's kind of how we fell into, like, the, the budget travel aspect yeah, of it, I yeah. suppose. Extreme yeah. But they were our best memories, like, still even now, like, I, I always say to Luke, like, I really miss that, like, don't get me wrong, I don't think I'd be able for it now, because, like, I mean, <laughs> that was like, you know, you're in your 20s, and you're like, yeah. brands, and now it's just like... No, I, I I do enjoy a comfy bed now, and I do enjoy a bit of a, a bit of a recliner bus seat now, you know. <laughs> so you set off on your first trip. You were dealing with the budget travel. So we know that Luke is a penny pincher, and you count the numbers. So like, what you said you were hitchhiking and stuff like that. Like, what kind of budget were you spending on the days that you were there, and how were you getting from place to place? Were you flying, bussing it, but like boats, planes, automobiles, whatever it was. We were back in the in the original in the budget travel days. We were we lived on a strict budget of 150 euro a week for the oh, two wow. of us, and that was wow. accommodation, food, travel, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Now um, we carried a tent. We carried a tent. So if we rolled in anywhere that was like expensive, we just pitched. Yeah. <laughs> just pitched yeah. Wow. I mean, we've slept wow. in on grass verges behind petrol stations. We've slept Jesus. in some pretty dodgy places, yeah. man. Um, it was a time where our moms weren't very happy with no, us. No, they weren't. Yeah. They were not happy with us at all. Um, but it was great. We had such good memories. And it's funny because now, like, for example, the guys, like one of the guys that picked us up in Argentina, we're actually yeah. going to see him in a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to go hang out with his family again. So, like, there's so many pros and cons to it. Do you know what I mean? Like, we've made the best friends. Again, we're going to, one of the uh, ladies that we volunteered with, in Colombia, we're spending Christmas with her. Yeah. Um, this Christmas, and then when we head back down to Argentina, we're gonna meet Doctor Nick, as we call him. Um, so like it, it was just it's so it was so beneficial. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In in, it really in was. so many different ways. I mean, that's the great thing about the way we traveled. Then was uh, 
it kind of it was rough on the on the body but it was good on like meeting people and experiences and it was very enriching in that sense like Katie said most of the really good experiences and good friends that we have we met as a result of directly traveling that way yeah and uh, now we 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 don't only ever travel over land yeah. unless it can be completely unavoided. Like if we need to take a boat to get somewhere, we'll take a boat. Yeah. Generally, we would only fly in an emergency or if say we were up, maybe up against a visa or something like that, you know, where we have to be out of the country in a few days and we've accidentally wandered off the beaten path and we're mm-hmm. 100,000 miles away from where we need to be. Those would be kind of our only the only times we would take a flight and even then we're we're kind of we do it begrudgingly because like i don't i'm actually a little bit scared to fly i don't like to fly so i'll definitely avoid it if i can yeah so you started off and you said you've done thailand so what kind of what where did you how did you plan it what was it you will go from here to there like what places did you want to see certain places or you just wanted to kind of wander around well originally we did like so that was like a a break from work we had some time off and then we had we we had our holidays and then we had some overtime due so we just took the six weeks off and we just went to thailand vietnam and that's when we were like well me i was like i I want to travel that was it i got totally bitten by the travel bug and i was just like no i need to do this um and then my kind of perspective changed from no i'm going to do this now like i was in that i'm going to get the travel done now and then i'll settle down and like have kids or whatever which is really crazy like when you think about it to think that you have to do it now or then or you know you have to pick when to travel in your life and there's this like restriction and it's, it's it's bullshit like there's no restriction whatsoever um and but then when we when we first when we said right let's go and let's do it for some bizarre reason, I was like, we should start in Mexico. I just loved the idea of, it was a total novelty. I was like, let's book a one-way ticket to Mexico and like run away to Mexico. So obviously when we told family, it was like, why why can't you just go to Asia? Like, why can't you go to Europe? And I was like, because I really just want to go to Mexico. So that's where we started. And we did just under two years. I think it was like 16, 17 months. And we started in Mexico and worked all our way to Brazil. Mm. And it was from Mexico until around like Nicaragua, Costa Rica, that we were burning through our money. And we hit a real red line. And that's when we shifted our, our whole style of travel to like extreme budget. Yeah. Um, and then we traveled the rest of the way on like, you know, volunteering and, and hitching and camping and so on and so forth. Um, and then at the end of that, we were like, like, what do we do now? You know what I mean? And it was just because we obviously got a little bit of a cash injection and we had not spent that. We were like, well, we just blow the rest of our money and go to Asia and just get a flight to Asia and we'll just figure it out from there. So it was like, we were kind of always in like a risk mode, you know, like we were never like massive savings like like the the rug could have been pulled from under us at any stage where we were like going home completely broke yeah. you know but again it's just everything was always it'll be grand a, yeah it'll be grand <laughs> everything was always we have a credit card yeah and yes. you can get home from yes. anywhere in the world in 24 hours exactly yeah. so worst case scenario we could max out the credit card get ourselves home and, and then go home and death yeah yeah and, and just be like mommy just, just go home at <laughs> mid-30s and just be like sorry we have to live with you now and you have to look after us and <laughs> we have which, to figure which, it all out which most of us are already doing we're anyway doing so. <laughs> we were all in that situation now aren't we so yeah we were, we were ahead of the curve we were yeah. ahead of the trend <laughs> so it was just funny because when we decided to kind of basically flip the script and head over to asia we were like right we'll we'll 
surprise everyone. We'll go home. Um, but we were like, we won't even unpack our bags. No. We'll book a, a ticket in yeah. and a ticket out and just, oh, wow. and just for get week. in, visit everybody. So we got in and they were like, ah, oh, you're our home. We knew. We were like, um, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And they were like, what? And we, we said, they said, we, you're only going to be gone for a year and you're supposed to come back with money and you're actually going with less money. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, I know. We just have to get this. I just have to get, I just have to get this out of my system, mom. Okay. <laughs> Um, and we just bailed. But when we when we went, it was funny because when we went to, we landed in Thailand and then my dad came out and met us because he'd never been there. So he was like, oh, I'll, I'll come meet you guys. So he like, we flew out and then like a week later he arrived. Yeah. So literally that was like a Father Hogan all expenses paid trip when he was there. Was he was so like, good. let's do this tour and let's do that. Oh. And he like paid for everything. So he we used to like, bring us out for dinner every, every day. Every night. You know? Like we were like, no, we're going to cook with our rice. <laughs> and he's like, no, I want to go for dinner. Come on, okay. And like just totally paid for us. And um, and then we had it. We got a volunteer position, so yeah. we, we volunteered for about two and a half months. Then in an animal sanctuary in Thailand, and then from there we got a house sitting position in Malaysia. So we were like, it just like it was one of those things. Of like, oh, every time it was like panic, panic, and then an opportunity. We're like, oh, like we'll just volunteer here and we free accommodation, free food, and we just worked for like twenty hours a week and then the house sitting was for two months in Kuala Lumpur and yeah. we just had to feed a cat who was terrified of us wow. we never saw the cat I think it was ginger like it just would come out every yeah, now and again yeah. and you'd see the empty bowl and the hand like, would be like still alive like it never came near us like so <laughs> it was the easiest gig ever um and from there then we went into India yeah. and India like is probably for us the cheapest country ever now obviously we did like thailand vietnam laos cambodia uh indonesia yeah. it was just Nepal. a mix of just risk opportunity saying yes and just doing having that irish it'll be grand attitude um and it just kept it was all i kept saying like it was it was almost like we were supposed to be traveling you know yeah. that way like it was like there was never a, a blockade to be like okay we're we're screwed now we have no choice but to go home it was always something so we were like, this is exactly what we're supposed to be yeah. doing. That's what I just yeah. kept saying. This is exactly what we're supposed to be doing. And it's really hard to believe now that here we are. We're with, you know, traveling with our daughter, who's two. And we're still going. It really is. Like, and again, crazy. I mean, part of the whole reason that we even are here is just because, because Katie said, like, saying yes to everything. Like, we went in to volunteer in a place in Chile, uh, an English language school. Um, and they had uh, finished their term. But your mom was like, I need somebody to come and build us a website. Do you build websites? And Katie was like, sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And then panicked. No. And like Googled, how do I build a website? You know what I mean? And then. <laughs> so what happened I was, was crying. I was crying every night. <laughs> we, built, we built this guy. Well, I say we. Katie built this guy a website. And then he had a friend who needed a website. And then the place that we were staying in, they wanted a website. And so it just kind of snowballed and we started building websites and, and upskilling on the road. Mm. Um, and then since then, obviously, like Katie has a, a, a background in, in marketing and PR um, and I've done uh, courses, I've upskilled in graphic design and it, it slowly has turned into an online a digital agency, agency yeah. where we work with a lot of like uh, independent businesses and startups and stuff. So we do packages where we'll do like branding, design, social media, marketing, uh, websites, the whole nine yards. So what started off as a Katie going, mm -hmm, sure, yeah, is now 
how I've we travel and how we feed our daughters. Yeah. So. But we're still very strict on our budget. Yeah. We're very strict on our budget. Um, because we just, I don't know, I feel like we've, we, haven't cha- we haven't changed our travel style too much because we just love it. Like, uh, again, like Luke said, I mean, we don't, we don't fly. I mean, I am much happier to sit on a bus for 20 hours than take an hour flight. Yeah. I really am. Like, it's just the way we, there's just the way we are and it's the, the, the style of travel we like and it's never led us wrong and, yeah. you know, we just, we don't want to change it too much and don't get me wrong, like we are, as we're getting older, as we're getting older, it does get tempting to be like, will we pay a little bit extra for that lovely Airbnb that has, you know, an extra room, so you know, or yeah. like a pool or something. But I think we're still sticking, we're still sticking yeah. to our roots, aren't we? Of we try and stay, budget. yeah, as close. I mean, our budget has gone up slightly, obviously, yeah, because you know, we have to, we can't pick like dodgy places as we used to now. That's <laughs> no. some level of fake approval. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's gotta be like we look at things and we go, eh, we're saving a fiver, but potentially putting our daughter at risk. So. Yeah. <laughs> take the ten yeah. down. Just take the ten down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think our parents would murder. Was there any um time that you came, even just yourselves, came to a point where you're like, okay, now this is a bit dodgy. Like, I'm in a bit of a danger zone. Like, do you ever get that over all the countries yeah. you've travelled? Not never. Never, like, obviously my gut speaks to me a lot more than Luke's would, you know. And so I would definitely probably steer that a bit more. There was a situation that we did, when we did hitchhike in, um, from, we crossed in from Brazil, wasn't oh, Brazil yeah. into Argentina. Yeah. And we had, like, been hitchhiking a while and we, we, we did jump in a van with this guy, a truck, I should say, with this guy. And he was lovely, like, he was actually, it's, it's still so bizarre, but it was, it was he was lovely and he, he spoke so highly of his family and he, of his kids. kids everywhere. Yeah. And we just, we had a really good time. And then even, you know, as we got to know him, he was he pulled over, at, like, so all these truckers would stop in, like, um, obviously these big massive, like, like think, apple green times a hundred right and had everything there um and usually we would jump off then and there's always there was always a grass area that we could pitch and they always had like free toilets free showers free wi-fi hot water on tap like it was just the facilities of the of the petrol stations so then usually we would like jump off and camp and be like the next morning we wake up and go to another trucker with our sign and be like are you going here are you going here but he was like guys I'm going this I'm going as far as X and you're willing you're more than welcome to stay with me so he ended up like cooking us dinner they pulled out this it was like at the side of the trucks like a kitchen that they pulled out and made us dinner we met with all the other truckers and we just had such a good night but then that night um he slept in the back. There's like a bed in the back and we slept in the front and Luke, Luke popped out to go to the toilet and, and he kind of got a bit a bit creepy with me. Not like enough to me to be like danger, danger, danger. I think yeah. he just, like he said to me, do you want to come and lie down in the back? And I was like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. I like the, and then, have you not met Luke, my, I, my boyfriend? Yeah, I was like, you know that, you, you do know that we're a couple, right? Like we have made that very clear. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know whether it was, and then obviously he's speaking in Spanish, Luke's fluent in Spanish, I'm not. So there was that broken language. Now I'm not making any excuses for him. It was absolutely creepy, 100%. Like um, like I had a right mind to tell his wife kind of creepy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I, when you came back in, you copped it straight away. Like I was rigid and I didn't sleep that night then. And I was just a bit on high alert. And I said it to him, I was like, no, I, I really didn't like that. And that honestly for me was probably the most uncomfortable I've been in. But in terms of other situations, like if we arrive in somewhere and my gut is not having it, we go. 
we yeah, go, yeah. we leave, we get on a bus and we go. And that's the thing is like, you're never truly stuck, are you? No, um, no. But like, I've, we've never been in a situation that has made us want to tr- change our travel style or like that have any fear with traveling to places mm. with Cora. And as I say, like, there's nowhere that we've been where I wouldn't allow Cora to go on her own if she should ever solo travel. You know what I mean? There's nowhere that I would be like to her, now, obviously, I'd probably be like, listen, if you're hitching, <laughs> please don't hitch. Like, like, please don't do that. Um, but, yeah, but, like, you know, I and, and I suppose, I'm again, I'm, I'm from a quite a, a different situation where I don't know about solo female traveling. Like, I have a lot of people that come to me, a lot of girls that come and they're like, hey, I'm traveling on my own. I love your advice. And I'm like, I can never truly give advice because I've only ever traveled with Luke. However, my, my usually my advice is, if Cora, when Cora is of an age and she's like, mom, I'm going to go backpacking. I've known to go, so I'm going to go on my own. There's nowhere that I would be like, please don't go there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the only thing I And obviously say. me being quite an intimidating male <laughs> personality. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, genuinely, I don't feel like I ever remember being in any situation that I felt was dangerous in any way no, or like dangerous i think generally what i do is i trust katie's gut mm. because <laughs> my gut is like that's oh, grand well, we, just, we just have a parental alarm system yeah. as women don't we like yeah. like i would see and, and feel things a lot more and you know luke has never ever sort of dismissed that if i'm like i don't like this he's like mom let's like go. let's go let's go 100%. you know so like i really do my gut has completely led me the whole way but i've never no, we've never been in a dangerous situation. That's a good word to say. It's never anything that's been dangerous. Just maybe that you're like, oh, I'm a bit uncomfortable. But I mean, like I said, I felt I felt that in Dublin, London, New York. Yeah. Like I felt, I've had those experiences pretty much anywhere. It's so. funny that you would say that because I think like, I, I think for me, for example, New York was one of the places where I not felt in any danger or uncomfortable, but I was a, a bit more aware of... High alert. Yeah. On high alert. Because I feel like anywhere else in the world you can read a situation and be like okay this is a dodgy situation you know something's going to happen whatever but in new york i feel like it's so volatile things could turn on a dime like someone could be sitting there and look like the most normal person in the world and then just stand up and start screaming out of nowhere and you're like what in the name of god do you know what i mean so for me i feel like new york or or the states would be where i would be on high alert Mm. but everywhere else I mean, I have the language as well, you know, and I understand the Latin, the Latin culture. So it's it, that kind of helps me a little bit yeah. read into situations and know. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. So how many countries yeah. have you been to so far? You know, I think we're only on. I think we're only on like. I f- it feels I think like it's a lot more, but we travel so slowly. So I think we're around. T- Between twenty-five and twenty-five, baby. Twenty-five, yeah. twenty-six, baby. Yeah, that would be my guess. Well, that's on on this trip, and then obviously, like I've done some traveling on my own when I was younger. Yeah, Katie's done yeah. Interrailing and yeah, stuff like, like that. Yeah, I did so Europe and stuff. So between the two of us, we've covered a fair percentage of the globe. Yeah, yeah it sounds not, like it. We're not, um, it's not. We're not like country collecting or country counting or anything. Like, there's yeah. no goal to like, I want to visit every country before I die. Or we're not. It's more like we just. Our main thing is when we get into a country, 
is to travel as much as we can on the visa that we can. Mm. So like, for example, in Cuba, we only had the one month visa. So rather than trying to fit everything in, we said, let's pick three or four places and just enjoy them. Enjoy, do a week in each place rather than trying to cover all this ground. Because again, for us, it's like really getting to know the culture. Like I love getting so deep with, with history, with culture, with people. Um, and really learning about a country and almost trying to live, you know, I mean, it'll never be the same. We can never truly live because obviously we're always going to be foreigners and privileged foreigners at that, you know, but I just don't really like traveling too fast. Um, and it's, it's funny because again, before we did like, I mean, oh yeah, like we, we would move every like three or four days, nice. but it would be, you know, if we were in a state, we'd move around that state, we'd spend as long as we could. Um, but now, even with, with Cora now, we're much more slower, like really slow. And it's working well and it's suiting us at the moment. Um, but I mean, it's very typical, like for us, like we went to India. Luke didn't want to go to India. And I was like, I really, really, really want to go to India and just go for Holly. Like that was my thing. Like, let's just go for Holly, go for Holly Festival. We'll pick a lovely area, not do a big city that's like, like touristy or that you can buy a package for. Like we'll keep it really small in like some rural area. It's going to be super chill. And we'll just go for one month and we stayed there for nine. <laughs> so it's like, wow. you know, it's one of those. And the only reason we left is because of COVID. It was the only reason we would have stayed there. We actually only renewed our visas. We had like another, another 70 days. It was 60, 70 days. 60 days. 60 um, days. But we had to leave because of COVID. Um, and so I'm very much, I have unfinished business with that country. Yeah. And my mom is like, she really disliked me traveling in India. It's quite funny. She always says that she's like, it's the one country I'm so uncomfortable with you being in for some reason. And she was like to me, um, you're not to bring Cora to India. And I was like, <laughs> well... You've said that now and really just shot yourself in the foot. <laughs> I cannot wait to bring Cora to India. But at the same time, <clears throat> it's the kind of country that we'll, we'll, we'll wait until she's older because it's a real um, attack on the, the, the senses. It's a, it's a hardcore country and I just feel like she would not be ready for it right now. We always say it's like, it's like backpacking advanced level. It's, yeah. It's like a country that you hate and you love at the same time. It's a, such a weird kind of dynamic, really. But yeah. Um, but yeah, but it's like that. It's somewhere that I am just dying to get back to because we've unfinished business with um, <laughs> and to see it again. But yeah, I mean, that's, I suppose that's... But it's funny. This is, so this is kind of what Katie does. Do you know what I mean? She'll do the, babe. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then... What about India? And I'm like, I don't want to go to India. And then I go in and I love it. And we yeah. stay for ages. So at the moment now, she's like, babe, what about China? I do. China's calling me a little <laughs> and bit. And I'm like, no. No. So no, no, no. I think myself and Cora are going to plan a little adventure together at some stage after India, I think. Myself and Cora will do China, I think. I mean, you're so over that direction, so you may as well. <laughs> and he's like... Like, this is what you do, you see. Like, I can't just sit by and when people are like, you let your daughter and, and wife go to China without you? And he's like, then I look like that guy. So now I have to go. And I'm like, oh, boo. <laughs> <laughs> so my plan is basically if I go to China, I'm going to spend the whole time wearing a T-shirt that says I'm here against my will. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great um, idea. So one of my big questions is, is you fell pregnant while you were traveling. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how did like you deal with that? Was that a, like a, oh shit, I'm on my own. I have to go home. I need my mom. Or was it like, like, do you be like, 
how do you go to the doctor? Can you just walk in? Because I know it's hard for people that aren't from Ireland that come to here and then want to go to our doctor and they're like, hey, there's a six month waiting list. You know what? Like it's it's probably one of my favorite stories. And we've, we've told Cora this story, but it's still a little bit over her head. And I always say like, you don't understand the story of like how you came to be. It's so good. But so obviously we were in India at the time and we were up in this extremely rural area that's like on the border of Myanmar, Burma there. And um, so we, COVID was, the, COVID was here. Like it was, it was in the ether. Like people were really starting to talk about it, but this was just before it peaked in particularly in Europe and the West, right? So it was still very much of an Eastern virus that we were all kind of dismissing. Um, and <clears throat> The area that we were in had no data, no connection, only in the bigger cities. So we we were a bit ignorantly traveling around. And I didn't realize, but like I was pregnant at the time. Um, and it's so crazy to think that when we were trying to get around this region and as India was starting to shut down because there was a big tour group from Italy that came into the country and did like the triangle, did the, the usual tourist trail. And they all and had COVID. <laughs> they all had COVID and it spread like wildfire. <laughs> I mean like overnight. Yeah. So all of a sudden we were like really ignorant to it and you had people saying, are you, where are you from? And we would say Italy, or we would say Ireland. And they were like, Italy. And we're like, no, 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 Ireland. And we didn't really understand what was going on. And then we would walk up to places because we were very much backpacks on, like Mary and Joseph is what we call it. We're Mary and Joseph. <laughs> and we just say like, any room at the inn, can we stay with you? And in India, like, like I always say to people, they would boot their granny off the bed to let you stay. Like the, the hospitality there is incredible. And we all of a sudden people were just closing their doors on us and they wouldn't let us in and then we tried to get on a bus one day and <laughs> as we got into the back of the bus everyone was like no! and we were like what is going on like so they were like no and your man was like i can't let you in and the bus and we were like well we need to get now it was only about 30 40 minutes down the road we were trying to get into this lake town and he was like look I let you on, but you have to sit up in the luggage rack. So we were like, sure, yeah, yeah, kill. So we jumped up in the luggage rack and we were like, this is deadly. And we had great crack. Um, I know I did, but I was pregnant this whole time. And then we got into a bigger, it was actually at this lake town that your man, the owner, he was lovely, really, really lovely guy that he was like, listen, this is what's happening. And we sat down and we started to tune into the Indian news and the, like the propaganda was insane because it was known as the Western virus. Like the Westerners have brought this virus into yeah. our country. And so obviously all of a sudden we were like seen as this enemy. What Meanwhile in the West, it was like, the you know, people from the East were like being attacked yeah. or being like segregated and all this kind of stuff. So it was truly bizarre. Like, it was weird. It was weird and we were just so ignorant of it. So anyway, I, it was then that we were like, okay, this is a bit worrying now. And we felt very unsafe and just the states were all shutting down. So think of it as like the counties were closing their borders. Oh, like we had kids like shouting at us on the street. Yeah. Like, Go home, take yeah. your virus out of here. It what? was really oh, hostile and we were extremely uncomfortable. And then in India, there's no possible way to, to, to social distance. Mm -hmm. And it's not a country that you probably want to get sick in. Like I'm not saying like the hospital system is amazing, but during a pandemic, probably not the best place. So I said it to Luke, I was like, I want to get out of here. And we did our back to back. We had to, from where we were, we had to, to get like mini buses and then do two overnight buses. And usually we would break up that journey. And I just said, no, let's go from one overnight bus straight into the other and get the hell out of here and get back to Kolkata and just fly out. It's Kolkata, wasn't it? Kolkata, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then on that night, this, the night before we were due to arrive into Kolkata, we got into a really bad bus crash and it was really horrific. Um, 
still quite like even now we always say like when the buses even now hit the hit the brakes so we were we're still quite yeah. like oh you know i don't think we ever actually dealt with that no. like that bus crash we really time. we didn't have time there was a pandemic going on there was yeah, just yeah. too much going on wow. <laughs> trauma set aside um and uh we just um we, we eventually yeah well you know the story so then we um we eventually got to Volcada. And she, we got out, we just got out of India on time and, and flew into Thailand. And as we flew into Thailand, we just said, let's go to a beautiful island because we just needed that. We needed that like ocean island comfort. And we went to Koh Lanta. It's an island in the Krabi province. And just as we got in, like stars literally on our arses, just as we got in, Thailand shut down. They shut down the island, so you were allowed on. We got on, but you were allowed off, but no one else was allowed on. And they just started testing the whole island. So we were in like a shared accommodation, and it was then when I realised that I was actually late with my period. And but I actually I put it down to stress. I really did. Like, and I would be bang on the book every month, you know. But I was like, no, it has to be stress. Um, and I had no real other symptoms, like no real other symptoms, but I, but it was in the back of my mind then. Um, and like that then I just said to Luke, let's just take, let's just go and take a test and just like, you know, write that off. Um, as you know, we were, we were pregnant. Oh, so it was like so pregnant. Like so we bought the pregnancy test and when she opened it, the two lines appeared. She <laughs> yeah. didn't even need to pay off. So so you are pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really was. Like, so I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what do we do? Do we go home? But like, again, like this was a time where we, COVID was still bubbling. This was March, 2020. So this hadn't like, it was just on the cusp of peak and really where the whole world was freaking the hell out. And I was like, well, do it like flights are being cancelled the world was shutting down you know and it was a place then that i was like well if i was to get on a plane now like we don't really know the effects of covid on 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 like a fetus so it was like terrifying i didn't know what to do but then at the same time i was like do we stay here now we have good experience with thailand and we know full well that you know it does have a really good medical system and the infrastructure is absolutely fantastic so i actually rang my best friend at the time and I was like, I don't know who, I just wasn't ready to tell parents or, you know, I wasn't ready to cause any sort of major panic in the family. Like, so I rang my best friend and she's super cool, super calm, collected. She said, Katie, do like, even if you go to a doctor right now, like they're going to make you pee on a stick and tell you you're pregnant. They can't do anything until 13 weeks. Just chill, deal with it in 13 weeks. And I was like, okay, that's what I'll do. I'll just take your advice and I'll just super chill out. So in the meantime, we did ring a few doctors and everyone was like, look, you need to go to the hospital. And there's a tiny little local public hospital, like the bigger hospitals were on mainland. And obviously our fear was if we left that island, we wouldn't be able to get back on. Um, during this whole thing, then the Thai government had announced that they pretty much were shutting down all hospitality. So no hostels, homestays, nothing like that was, uh, was um, allowed to operate anymore. Um, because we were in this shared accommodation, there was a shared kitchen and I obviously just found out I was pregnant, I panicked and I was like, I don't wanna share any utensils, any space with any other, anyone else, because I was so scared and the total paranoia set in. So I said to Luke, we need to look at like renting a house, like literally like our own space, there's no one else's near. And lo and behold, we found this lovely Airbnb and we went down to see it every intention like we had like the, the, the cash like we were like every intention of booking it, but we just went down to see it and I remember as we walked in there was two girls from Kildare that were in the house next to us so we walked in and they were sitting outside and they were like ah look and Katie what the fuck are you doing here and we were like oh hey and they were like we follow you 
and I don't know why I just felt oh, I, the, hearing the accent and just seeing the girls and I was like no like this is just so perfect and they were like sure we're gonna stay here in lockdown join us like the three the four of us would be grand so I was like that that's it for me I felt like it was so comforting so we the owner of the accommodation was an English man who lived in Thailand for years like married with kids and that and he thankfully so this was on like a Thursday, wasn't it? This was the Thursday. And we were said, we'll move in on the Saturday, like, you know, lock us in. Mm. And the legend went and actually put us down as residents, like as a, as tenants, sorry. From the Thursday. From the Thursday on. So on that Friday, the go- go- Thai government had announced that they were rounding, they were closing all the hospitality and everyone, all the hospitalities had to put forward their guests, so all foreigners to the local um, government or the whatever, like the mayor, whatever you want to call it. And they were going to round everybody up and send them into these designated hotels, which again became breeding grounds for, for COVID. So Nick, legend that he is, he was like, get your ass down here now. He's like, get down here, pack your bags, get down. So we were like, oh my God, running down the road. And he says, just get in. And he said, like, I'll go to the shop for you. What do you need? He said, stay away from the main roads, just heads down. Now, obviously us and the two girls as well, Chris and Ashton. And he was like, just keep the heads down. I'll get anything you need. And just became like, as we call him, our godfather. <laughs> and uh, he just took good care of us. And that's what we did. We stayed down. At, and then obviously, you know, like I said, the, the hotels became a breeding ground. Um, COVID just completely spiked on the island, but it was in these designated hotels. We just stayed off the main road, just were non-existent on that island. And then as it started to ease off and the numbers came down, we became an island that was zero for months. Mm. Like we had no confirmed cases. So the island pretty much opened up. Um, and we had like our two kilometer limits, five kilometer, and then it got to a point where the whole island was in operation. So we were in this bubble, the whole world was burning in flames and we were like, la, 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 la. let's go to the beach. So I was like, <laughs> at that stage then, then it took parents, rang home and we were like, hey, listen, we're pregnant. And at that time it was like, Katie, don't come home. Like with the numbers and everything that, the way it all worked out, they were like, my mom especially was just like, stay where you are, do not come near Europe. It is just horrendous here and it's too dangerous or whatever. So everything just worked out, didn't it? Like Everything was incredible. Yeah, it was so, so incredible. Good. Like the, the care we got. Yeah. And we were asking how we got to our appointments and stuff to answer that on a moped. <laughs> yeah, we're on a moped. Like, yeah, which was easy for the first couple of months, but yeah. then as Katie started to get bigger, it was a little more awkward. Oh my god! I was like pressed right up against the steering wheel on the moped. And, I was like, uh, you know, as a lady sits on a horse <laughs> with my big bump, and I was like, ah, oh, and then he's sliding and butter mopeds, and I'm like, ah, oh, just it was just so fun. We had such a fun, positive, like no stress. The hospital were amazing. Like I said, now think like a rural. The only way I can describe it is like a rural public school in back of nowhere in Ireland, like one story, maybe like five, six classrooms. Like, and it was all outdoors. And cats and chickens everywhere. There was cats and chickens in the waiting room. And I just was like, I, could, I kept saying, I could totally have my baby. I could totally do that here. Like, like this is my kind of place. And the doctor, like we'd go in and blaring music. Like we'd be shouting over at on those major language barriers. It was super cheap for us. Um, to pay obviously we pay for everything and 
he was just like, everything's cool. Like he would scan and be like, baby's good. And you know the way I was expecting so much more, because obviously if I was to go to a hospital in Ireland, they'd be like, this is a possibility, that's a possibility, don't forget this and that. And, and then all the solicited advice, and obviously we're all a paranoid wreck. Whereas he was like, he was almost like, why are you looking for something to be wrong? Wow. There's nothing wrong. The baby's fine. Like, off you go. You know? And it was just, he really chilled me out. And I ended up having such a good, healthy pregnancy to the point even where they tested me for things that would only be tested at like 27 weeks in Ireland. So I had the gestational diabetes. And because I was tested so early on, I had full control of it through my whole pregnancy. And when I eventually did, we did eventually go home purely because as I hit that eight month, I got a bit, no, I need my mommy now. I'm at, like labor is actually around the corner and I'm freaking the hell out. And I just want to go home and be with my mom um, and just be surrounded by people. Um, and so I remember looking and going, when's the latest I can fly? And it was like 31, 32 yeah. weeks. So I was like, okay, let's book a flight <laughs> for the 32 weeks and just roll into oh Dublin airport. You should have seen the staff in the airport in Thailand when we went in. She had her backpack on and obviously the big bump oh. and they were all like, what are you, you can't get on a plane. And she was like, no, no, I have a note from my doctor to say I can get on a plane. Yeah, and we were on the plane and it was fairly empty. And yeah. like, it was just, it was great. Everything worked out really well. And then when I went in and obviously I went to the cool then and like that when I rolled in, I was a late booking and all this information came at me and I was just so, so chill. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, cool, possibility, right, okay, yeah, don't eat, don't eat runny eggs, gotcha, yeah, okay, you know, that way it was just really like, I'm good, I'm good, and I'll never forget, because I was under the care of the diabetes clinic in the Coombe, that the doctor there, kept, he, they called me the Thailand case, <laughs> so in Thailand, I was, the, I was, um, surprise baby, surprise baby is what we'd walk in, and they go, oh, surprise baby, because in Thailand, you find out what the gender is, and we were like, do not tell oh, us, God. do not tell us, and they found it hilarious yeah. that we didn't know, and our scans, the doctor kept going, ego. you don't want to know, but I, I know. know what it is, <laughs> and I'd be like, don't tell me, like, he, we just had the best crack ever, um, and then like that, when we went back to the coom, I was known as the Thailand case and our doctor in Thailand actually coined this term he says you have a because he didn't know how to say it in English so he was trying to tell me what it was and I was like I don't he said you have this thing and I couldn't understand it so he went and he says baby beaties you have the baby beaties he said and I was like what and I was googling baby bees <laughs> baby bees like and then I popped it was gestational diabetes um and uh, so then when I went to the coom, then I told him like, no, I don't have gestational diabetes. My doctor says I have baby babies. And that was our like chill. So the gestational sounds so icky and like scary. And the baby babies is way cooler. So in the coom then, they were like, I was the Thailand case. And they just thought it was, my numbers were incredible. Like they, they were like the nurse tried to change my insulin and my doctor was like, nah, like everything is good. And he actually looked into everything. He started to like investigate the way the Thai hospital system wow. were doing it because he could not get over how excellent it was so in a way it was all just a really interesting fun experience like I just love that whole pregnancy journey and I just wouldn't have had it if I panicked and went home yeah. do you know what I mean it would have been totally different I would have been in a negative place in Ireland between pandemic and just everything that was going on all this information and I just I think I really genuinely had the healthiest pregnancy healthiest mental health healthiest child all because of it all because of it you know what i mean De genuinely put it down to so yeah let's just say next time i won't be going home <laughs> <laughs>
And so you stayed home for a while, obviously, after Cora was born. So the surprise was it was a girl. Cora is her name. So how did you find being at home for quite a while? Like at the start, it was a novelty, wasn't it? Well, so we, we stayed with my grandmother. We stayed with my nanny and she's obviously like, she's like 84. So the house was in lockdown between having an elderly woman and then like a newborn baby. We were in like real genuine lockdown in the house. Um, and there was a novelty to it because there was nothing else that we could do other than just learn how to be new Some, parents, yeah. you know, like there was no visiting, there was no meeting up, there was no, there was nothing. It was real. Again, we were kind of in our bubble and we just ignored everything that was going on with lockdowns and announcements. And we just switched off from it because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't care. I just wanted to to be with this little human and I went offline and everything I was like I'm not I don't want to show up it's a negative place where everything is just negative and so I stepped back we went off Instagram we just I just had to to just be in this bubble as much as I could but then I would say after that Christmas I was like I want to go I want to go I want to go now I'm done and we tried to leave in the March but after Christmas there was that other lockdown and then there was the other lockdown so it just didn't work out we ended up staying in Ireland for the two years and we did two trips didn't we we, we did, did Italy and, and Turkey because and we did camping. We went camping, we went wild camping, the west wild of camping in the yeah. west in Cork and in Mayo, and then we did Turkey and Italy just to sort of test the waters with Cora. And by that, by the end of that 2022, we were like, let's go, let's let's yeah, let's go. And it's I just said, I booked had... us a flight to Cuba. <laughs> My mom was like, fucking Cuba, Katie. <laughs> like, like, like Cuba is like this really. It's, you know, extremely difficult, poverty-stricken, communist country that's just, there's no infrastructure at all, and you're going to bring this child to fucking Cuba, and I was like, let's just do it. Let's it was just, just best it. It was, forward. It, no, I was like, let's go to pick the hardest country, and if we survive that, we know we can do this. We'll be everything else will be easy. <laughs> yeah. Start hard, everything falls into place. It was the best month. It was the best time, the best month. She loved it. Like she had, oh. and we were it was just, just like, funny because we kept saying to people, people were like, "Oh, that's it. Now you are, are done. You know, uh-huh. that's it. You'll settle back. It. Oh, it's been over a year now, so you're definitely not." And we kept saying, as soon as she has had all her yeah. vaccinations yeah. and she can hold her head up on her own, we're out. we're out. Yeah. And I think particularly my family were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, 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 sure." Oh, so the day I was like, "Okay, listen, we need to all get together and have a dinner and hang out and stuff because we're actually we're headed to Cuba in like." you know, a month. And they were like, what? Yeah, because we booked the flight, but we didn't tell anybody because we mm. didn't want to, I don't know, we just wanted to like enjoy it and not, you know, like obviously when you're leaving, it all of a sudden it's, we have to meet, we have to do this yeah. and everyone wants to hang out and stuff. And we get that, but we were just, I think I was just full of anxiety because the reality was it was here and I was mm. about to take off. You know, we were about to go again with Cora and we just didn't, it was all unknown. And there was a fear of it might not work out. We might have to come home. We might go and this probably is not going to be the path for us anymore. We might need to turn around and figure something else out. So we kept it on the DL for quite a long time. And then very last minute, we were like, listen, you know, we're, we're going into town. Whoever's around, let's hang out and see it and say goodbye. But we're going. And it was sort of like a Jesus, like that came out of nowhere. And we were like, it did it though. It didn't really come out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> Do you not know us at all? Do you not know us at all? Because it was the first thing when we said, when we told our parents, hey mom, hey dad, I'm pregnant. We're still traveling. We're not coming home. We're still going to travel. It was like yeah. on par with announcing that we were pregnant because I always said it. I, we were in a place that we loved travel. It's like our favorite thing ever. It's where we just feel the happiest. And so I never wanted to stop that. 
just because we had Cora. Yeah. And I never wanted Cora to grow up with this idea of why did you stop doing what you loved? And the answer to be, well, because we had you, like it just, yeah. my brain was never able to comprehend that. So we just, we just said, no, let's do it so that we can always say, oh, we tried. It just wasn't working out. So we said we pause it for a little bit. Yeah. But she was, we, I always say, I'm like, she picked the best time to come to us, the best time to enter the world. Like, and she is just born for this life. Yeah. Like she is such a bloody pro. It's she actually really terrifying is. sometimes, it's isn't it? It's funny because sometimes uh, during this spate of the travel, what we'll do is if we find somewhere like really nice, really comfortable with really good Wi-Fi, we'll actually settle in and we'll book like maybe a couple of weeks to kind of, you know, just catch up on work, get admin stuff done, sort our lives out a little bit. And she gets so antsy. She gets so unsettled. She's like, can we go now? Can we leave now? When are we going to the next house? Yes. And you're like, all right, man. We've created a commitment for <laughs> Like she, like any future boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever she, whatever road she goes down, are going to have a hard time with her because they're oh. never going to able to settle her down. She'll probably never, she probably will never have a monotony relationship no. she'd be like no she just doesn't do commitment and i'm so here for it like i really am um but we do we say to her like one day we'll have a base as we call it we'll have our little hq one day we'll find somewhere to have our base and have our you know you'll have a room and like a bike and you'll always have somewhere to kind of go back a little sanctuary as such but she's she's very happy and it does suit us all at the moment yeah. and we're just we're just going to keep going until we i don't know until something else happens until there's a u-turn or a <laughs> yeah. go hard left or whatever we'll just follow it um but we're having a great time and she's she's it, the, the now the the big question now is it, it was always will you have kids wasn't it yeah and then you have you pop one out and then they go hey will you have another yeah. you know that way <laughs> you're like Jesus. you know the way so um uh, we would definitely love to have more kids but not right now like i just don't think we could be a two under two or like two young toddlers at the same time or anything like that um I don't just know can't when. carry any more stuff yeah we just can't carry, she can't carry her own backpack before we have yeah, that's what we keep saying yeah when cora could carry her own backpack we'll look at having we'll yeah, yeah. Um, for sure yeah yeah but like um we yeah i mean we're just we're in that kind of place now where we're just we're happy with the three of us the dynamic and then the other question is usually like what about school it's such a popular question and it is something that we always think of but i don't know i'm just not there yet like we don't need to worry about that for a long time we've still got a few more years until we really have to kind of go what's happening but in the last i'd say especially the last couple of months she is in school. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what we've really come to realize. She's learning a second language. Mm -hmm. You know, we've, she's learning so much about culture, nature, wildlife. And it's so funny when you think like we hiked up a volcano um, and spent the night, we, we camped overnight in a volcano in Guatemala. And we sat there for the whole night explaining what was happening. Do you know what I mean? And we kind of looked at each other and we were like, it's almost crazy to us that she would, if we stayed in Ireland, she'd be learning this from a book. Yeah. yeah. And here she is at two years of age, literally seeing this happen. And we can't wait to one day that she'll be this pretentious little girl and be like, well, actually, miss, when <laughs> I climbed at Akatanango, Guatemala, you know the lava you're talking about? Like, she'll be like, no, no, no. Like, she'll be this pretentious little face <laughs> like she's going to And we are here for it. Yeah. We are so good. Yeah, we're so we're this. Like, you go. <laughs> Oh, you little know-it-all. <laughs> <laughs>
But they're the life lessons that any parents would kill to give to their children. So you're already doing an amazing Absolutely. job there. Yeah, but Thank I mean, so it's, it's so lovely. It's such it a really lovely is. compliment because it's our norm. So it's really hard for us to sort of see it from a different perspe- perception. And we mm. do get messages all the time of like, guys, you don't realize what you're giving Cora. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's just us living. And we are not influenced by Ireland anymore. Like even the ho- from the pregnancy to how we're traveling to just food and sleep and everything, it's all influenced by whatever culture that we're actually a part of right now and so like for me to see when people say like oh you know like does she even have toys or whatever and we say yeah like we we left with a lot of toys but we've since gotten rid of them because she just she just doesn't need anything you know what I mean we've really realized that and we, we've been influenced by all these kids that we see every day who just are still in their imagination yeah. is key you know like sitting on a 20-hour bus sounds like hell to do with your toddler but People here do it all the time. It's their only method of transport. And, and and so she's just completely integrated in that world, you know? And so she sees as her kids that don't have anything. Do you know? So she's not, she doesn't want for anything, you know? Just a second. Can I come say hi? Come say hi. Yeah, come, come say hi. So she, um, she doesn't know any different, you know what I mean? Hi, Cora. Hi, Cora. Oh my God, she's so cute. <laughs> Cora, like I, seen, I seen your stories today about the cow. What happened with the cow? What did we do with Tell the, cow? the cow? What happened? Uh, she was very skinny and we gave her a little glass and some water and some apples. We gave her apples, Really? Yeah. And, and what was the cow's and name? And then there was no apples. We had she no had apples. all the apples, didn't she? Oh my goodness. And then the we drank, didn't she drink all her water? Yeah. Yeah. And what was it like? Wasn't it funny when she tried to drink the water? Yeah. Because we gave her a tiny little lunchbox, didn't we? But she had a big tongue. <sighs> hey? She tried to eat daddy's lunchbox. Didn't she? Like... Didn't she? <laughs> and what did you do? Did you pull all the grass? Yeah. Yeah, you were amazing, Cora, the protector, eh? Yeah. You're so good. Mm-hmm. That's her, her current okay, job. Current job title. Protector. Cora, protector. <laughs> what do you protect? Cows and seals and lobos. Cows and seals and lobos. Love that. Wolves. <laughs> and you're a best friend yeah. to all the doggies that you see, don't you, and all your places that you go to? Yeah. yeah. And the kitties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and do you like our new That's house? Are, we ha- are you happy in our new little new house now? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to go somewhere else? I prefer this house. You prefer, you prefer this, this house. house? Yeah. That's because there's a swimming pool. Isn't there? <gasps> oh. There's a there's a tiny little uh, tiny little pool outside. Yeah. Just a little You lucky duck. There's no swimming pool everything. in my house in Ireland. I'm telling you. <gasps> there's a swimming pool in their house. No, too. there's none. The in Ireland, there's no swimming pools really in anyone's houses in Ireland. It's too cold. Freezing. That's why Cora is having the best life in her swimming pool. The girls are in Ireland where all our family is, aren't they? Is that where you're from? It's wet, wet and cold here. <laughs> yeah, but it's warm here. Oh, oh we can wish we come warm. and visit. Yeah, we'll can we send them some you. stuff. Can they come and see us? Yeah. Do they yeah. want to travel with us? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to come and travel with us? Oh, I'd love to I'm come there. and travel I'm with there. you. I'm, I'm going. going. <laughs> 
So what's the rule? Say so you have to carry your own? You have to carry your own. Bag. bag. Not the rule? Yeah. Yeah. That is a good rule. That's Do you good carry rule. your own bag? Yeah. No, you don't, you liar. <laughs> no, you don't, you liar. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> No, you don't. <laughs> and where's your favourite place you've been, Cora? Where do you like, where do you like the most? This place. This place. So Mexico. This is, this, this is Mexico, isn't it? Tell them, where are you going for your birthday? Do you remember? Colombia. Colombia, that's oh. right. We're going to live on it. Farm. Farm. Mm-hmm. Oh, the animal. There's going to be gonna a chocolate. Be chocolate. <laughs> it's a chocolate farm. It's a chocolate farm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. She's excited. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great, isn't it? There are the animals in there. Yeah. There are animals. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to see the animals in there. Yeah. They're beautiful. They are. Yeah. Good job. So That's some good storytelling, kiddo. So what's your um what's your plan going forward now in the coming future? So we have we we are planning to kind of visit home soon because obviously she's been away a year and uh, you know yourself like it's such a it's such a difference when we left when she's like what was she one she was one yeah I mean she wasn't even uh. Like, like walking or talking. No, she was she was, she was, she, was she was wobbling. But I mean, not like she is now. And the fear is that like if we leave it any longer, she's not really gonna be a toddler when we go home next. Yeah. She's gonna be a little girl. And we would kinda like to get home and just let it's, our parents spend some time with yeah. this version of yes. Cora. It's getting she's tough. so she's, much fun. Because like she left as a baby yeah. and now she's a toddler and it's just kind of, and I think because we're coming up to our third birthday now, the family are definitely feeling, they're really missing her. Mm. Um, so there is talks of us kind of going home to visit, hopefully next summer. Like we're still in that kind of process of trying to figure it all out. Yeah. Um, but she, cause she'll be nearly four by the time we get back next summer. So I think if we were to leave it any later, but at the same time, we don't really want to bring her back during like an Irish winter. Cause like, you know yourself, we want like those 10 PM sunsets yeah. and- You can't do you know, it like, winter. So um, we said it ha- has to be a summer. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so I hopefully we'll get home maybe next summer, please God. Um, and then, so we're going to spend the rest of this year just sort of ticking off a few bucket lists that we couldn't do the first time we were here because we were on that really strict budget. <laughs> so we've been saving, we're putting money aside and we're two of our big bucket lists are Galapagos Islands and Patagonia. Patagonia. We want to do Patagonia so bad. So um, we're going to get those two done and then hopefully head, head back to Ireland maybe for a couple of weeks. And then after that, we're going to go back to Asia. And our first point of call, I think, is going to be Sri Lanka. Yeah. We want to go back to Sri Lanka first. Um, and settle her in and just sort of get her used to a completely different culture um, and just see what happens from there, really. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a whole new chapter. Um, that's kind of all we... It's, that's, that's, that's a rough as, idea. As far as we've that's gone as far at as the, the moment. the brain will let us go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that sounds because, amazing. Because, I mean, the thing is, even though we have adjusted the way we travel, it's still very much a case of... Uh, like the universe laughs at your plans, you know what I mean? Like we make plans and yeah. then the universe goes, oh really? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we don't overly plan. Yeah. Um, but that's just the general 
the gist of it. Because yeah. obviously, I think if we're going to go back to Europe or like even back home to visit, it makes sense to like go on to the other side of the world then. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, For so many reasons. But I yeah. mean, I uh, like particularly from, from a budget aspect, I'm quite excited about getting back to Asia. Like it's not expensive, it's not expensive here by any stretch of the imagination, but I just feel like from what I remember of the last time we were in Asia, it, it definitely is slightly cheaper on that side of the world. So it'll just, it'll mean our, our, our money goes a little bit further, you know, yourself. And that's, who, who doesn't want that from their life? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. But there, like we're kind of, we, we, we visit every country now with a different, a different approach because there is a little niggle in the back of our head, like I said, that we w we do want to find a base. You know, yeah. we do eventually want to have somewhere to call home, and I think that's mainly COVID has has injected that want and need into us. Because if anything, I mean, there's no doubt in anyone's mind that that COVID taught us like everything can change in literally a split second. Yeah, and to ever if that was to ever happen again, hopefully it doesn't. But if it was to ever happen again. We don't want to have to like run home and depend on yeah. family, you know, especially because we're a bigger family now ourselves. So we do we we do want to find somewhere um to kind of have a bit of a base, and obviously it has to tick some right requirements for us. Like Luke wants beach, I want mountains. <laughs> so that's just that's all we want. And but the rest then is like safety and um culture and public schools and just to have that can we integrate in this culture, you know, and, and how do we do it? And how do we do it in a respectful way that, you know, like if we were to like rent somewhere long-term, it has to, we do, like you see it, for example, here in Mexico, there's a huge gentrification issue going on here. So you have a lot of foreigners that are coming in and pretty much what's happening in Ireland, buying up land and, and uh, Airbnb in it and pricing locals out and stuff, you know? So like for us, as much as we love Mexico, it's not somewhere that we feel is going in the right direction. Um, and Colombia has always been a huge part of our lives and we have such a draw to it. But when you you look at it from a perspective now, of like where is it going? And it's kind of going down the road where Venezuela is. So it's not a country that we would probably be able to comfortably be in like maybe 10 years. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. So this is where we're at now. And we do want to find our, our space and we do feel like Asia would be the, the better the better end of the world, even just in terms of like family visiting us. Like there's no one that's going to come visit us in Colombia. Our family like, absolutely not. I'm not going out there. Whereas they might come visit us if we're in Sri Lanka or Thailand or somewhere, you know, but at the same time, it has to meet the criteria. It has to be somewhere that we can integrate with a local community and live with them, not take um, contribute. and contribute yeah. and make sure that like we can, you know, even from a business perspective and a financial perspective that we're able to maybe move our company there and contribute paying tax and there's a lot more adulting blah, like there's a lot more shit that we have to figure out and it's really annoying but it has to be done yeah. it's like that you know Cora does need a base she does need a base and she deserves a base and we would like to have another kid and I just don't want to be in that position again of having to run home and not really know what we're doing and sort of winging it yeah with two kids, you know, that way. Um, so that's our goal, but we don't know. We've nothing in the pipeline. We're just sort of figuring it out and seeing where it grabs our heart and ticks our little checklist. Yeah. Well, I've definitely got some um, good uh, feca 
vibes off you. Yeah. So I feel <laughs> yeah. I feel like tomorrow I'm going to go into a whole new world and be like, ah, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Why not? But you should be absolutely so proud of the two people that you are. The parents that Cora has is uh, anyone oh, would kill you. for them, and she doesn't even know yet that she lives this amazing life and what's to come. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what's to come so guys we honestly thank you so much for coming on and we wish you the best of luck and we can't wait to continue watching your adventures and for Cora to grow up with this amazing life that's in front of her and come out with all them one liners and here I don't so even think much. I'm a good yeah. public speaker I'm telling you now I'm going Sorry. to check it now I've taken your advice it's all going to be Asher's grand from here on out yeah. just do it man that's yeah. it Listen, just remember, it'll be grand. It'll yeah. be grand. You can't plan anything, so just yeah, true. go for it and at least you can say you tried. That's all That's all life should be, really. It's just, I tried it, it didn't work yeah. out, or I tried it and it worked. And that's all we can do. Fuck it, like, you know. Exactly. Oh, well, thank you guys so is. much, and we'll definitely keep oh, in touch. Do. Thank you so much for such a lovely chat. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the T's and C's podcast. We'll be uploading posts and stories about upcoming episodes and guests. And you can also email us at the T's and C's pod at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow, rate and hit the bell to receive new episode notifications on Spotify. Bye. Bye.